Okay. Hi, and welcome to another Infinite Ammo Syndicate podcast episodic discussion. There might be a little bit of background noise on my end. I do apologize for that inconvenience, but despite that, let me go ahead and introduce myself. My name is Biodeffel Dom, and I'm joined here with several guests and the creator of this podcast thingy. But uh, why don't we go ahead and introduce our special guest, uh, Nemesis. What's going on, guys? Nemesis here. Glad to be here. Glad to have you aboard. Next up, we have a new person. Hey, uh, Deva? It's actually Deva. Yeah, it's a play on words. Gotcha. And then after that, we have Mr. Brendel. Why am I even here? I'm a hell hostage by these people. Help. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, we have... uh, renegade operative uh hello how's it going i'm gonna hit up your mom tits mcgee how's it going (laughs) and let's get right into it Alrighty. uh so i will read off number one uh considering the nature of resident evil 2 remake is there any particular assets that should carry over into resident evil 3 remake um so thinking about that one I think that's going to be like two of the most obvious ones are going to be like the zombies for sure because like we're going to have to see a lot of the same zombies like the police officers and stuff like that um, and some maybe some of the civilian type zombies probably not the lab zombies as much not even like near the end of the game but definitely those first two um Obviously, we're going to have to go through the police station again, so a good portion of that is going to have to be accessible. But I think one of the things, at least in in that regard, is uh, what's going to be different, like, considering the fact that Resident Evil 3, at least in the first half of the game, it's a prequel before it turns into a sequel. Um, And then aside from that... um, I mean, I guess you could say, like, like certain animations and stuff like that, but I'm not, I'm not really sure. I guess you could you be general. Um, how about they could, um, you're trying to, if you're saying, like, the nature of Resident Evil 2 Remake, didn't you feel guys, like, guys feel like it, it was more kind of grounded compared to the actual original version of it? You know what I mean? You could say, like, okay, if you were put in that situation, wouldn't you, it's kind of like how you would actually try to act on it, you know? Maybe it's just yeah. me, but really grounded in a way. And um, if they're going to try to do that with Nemesis, I feel like there's going to be a kind of difficult time to do that, especially when you have Nemesis, who's literally this hulking monster chasing after you, you know? Like, how do you make that as grounded as possible? It would be, like, really challenging to do, considering the fact that uh, Capcom has really a lot to work with when it comes to these mechanics and, uh, and these designs. And, you know... I honestly really would like to see what they can do with this, with the RE engine, and uh, how they would actually like betray these characters. And, um, but honestly, it really would be challenging to see. Um, 
I don't know specifically how Capcom would be able to pull this off. Just like uh, you were saying just now that uh, Resident Evil 3 is a prequel of Resident Evil 2. So what styles is going to change throughout this game? Like, um, one of the things that uh, I do want to bring up also is um, with Resident Evil 2, um, I kind of felt like it there was wasted potential um, that... I think in Resident Evil 2, there should have been more free roam. And it kind of does worry me because after seeing like the designs of like the RPD and stuff, uh, when you are in front of the RPD, it's a it's a smaller space than what it was in the original. Because in the original, it was a more wide open space. So that kind of, uh, it, it kind of is interesting like how this whole concept with Joe Valentine when you encounter Nemesis in the third game. And mm. uh, the defense of um, that, actually, I remember it was based off a museum, and Capcom at the time didn't know what a police station looked like or designed it around. Oh, that's wow. why it needed like bathrooms and so, stuff. You know, yeah. they needed that. Like, you um, don't go with that point. Oh, sorry, my bad, dude. That's fine. That's fine. Go ahead. I'm going with that point. Actually, both of you guys made a good point. Uh, first of all, you said that when it comes to dealing with Nemesis, we're going to be dealing with like tighter environments, right? Which that's a perfect example of what a kind of true survival horror game should be right like small cramped dark environments but the problem is is when you're being chased after by a huge monster that's when it becomes a real problem especially when balancing comes to an issue but if you make the areas like much bigger because remember resident evil 3 like a big portion of it we did play outside the rpd station so if they do decide to make like a bigger wide range of environments wouldn't that kind of like hamper the whole kind of like horror theme of it you know what i mean like you could it gives you more options and be like okay i don't have to face these monsters i could just literally just run around them and it kind of takes away from that early because given that sorry this is nemesis we're talking here and see we know how to we're going to balance them out and a potential what if remake so but uh yeah they definitely gotta like have more open space to deal with something like him because otherwise you're fucked in, yeah, in a tight, would... tight corner I would say like in regards to that, you have to remember too like with the original you weren't um, what makes three so different from the first two games is that you're going from like place to place to place within Raccoon City and um, at least in the case of the remake b before uh, you even get to the police station yeah you go through some like alleyway and it's a, it's a really short segment that you go outside same thing with like Claire when she goes over to the orphanage and then leaves the orphanage to get to the um, the sewers and into the umbrella labs um but easily what they could do to um at least negate that that whole issue as far as assets are concerned from from um from that perspective in the, in the city streets and whatnot is that there were a lot of fucking cars that were in the way at least at the police station so yeah that, you that could did. you could argue that maybe the cars could be a, a used as a sort of like uh, barrier or kind of like a uh, um, more or less an invisible wall preventing you from going past a certain point and making certain areas feel more cramped than what they normally would be if Raccoon City wasn't, you know, gone to shit and stuff like that. Um, I guess my only concern is, is that like in terms of assets too, because uh, thinking about this as well is that there were a lot of like smaller like textures and and uh certain animations recycled over from resident evil 7 
Yeah. Um, and I know some people really had the complaint of that. I didn't particularly mind, even though I don't care about Resident Evil 7 whatsoever. Um, I do think that at least when going outside of just the RPD and stuff like that, I would hope that they could maybe make some new animations and maybe make some new doors and stuff like that that don't look like they were just ripped straight out of Resident Evil 7 and look unique to themselves. The thing is, too, that I uh, that I wanted to put out there with the uh, the cars in the streets of Raccoon City, I was going to say that maybe they can use those cars where Nemesis, because if Nemesis is going to be chasing Jill throughout Raccoon City, uh, I would love for, like, Nemesis to, like, literally, like, swap cars out of the way, like, you know, push them out of the way chasing after you. Oh, hell no. <laughs> that way, I mean, to me, it would be, like, a more... That sounds cool. It would I, be I awesome. Cause I I'm like see Nemesis like actually like getting onto the fucking cars and like running like down this down the street on top of the fucking cars and shit just to get to you like exactly I'm like why not just have Re Nemesis because he is a BOW and he is destructive so why not have Nemesis literally like push cars out of the way so that way if it's the streets are barricade he could just say okay. I'm just gonna push yeah. this car out of the way and just like throw it or some shit, you know? Like, yeah, it would be awesome. And, and that would make, I guess you could say that would make the, like the car assets and stuff a little bit more dynamic compared to, uh, you know, them being just stationary into and only exactly sparse. Uh, how, how do you balance that out now? Like, you know, especially with our movement with our characters, because if they're gonna retain some of that stuff from RE2, if we're if we're playing still that over the shoulder aspect, like, how do we kind of mitigate that if we see Nemesis running at you? getting all those cars being pushed over towards us you know how, how are we supposed to deal with that i, I would assume the, the dodge mechanic I, you know, is like that i really want to know how capcom's gonna do because you know how are you supposed to see your surroundings like if you turn around he could be right there and you know the thing that i'm kind of worried about is like i don't want nemesis to be like mr x from re2 i really don't because i i don't want to see him like just walking after you and you know because like capcom might mm -hmm. have the impression to be like Okay, this guy's like, you know, eight feet tall or eight to ten feet tall, and he just walks at you because he's got all this body armor now. And I'm just like, I don't want Nemesis to be like a zombified creature just walking after you throughout Rack and City. I want him to like literally run after you. It just makes it more suspenseful. Okay, so I, I assume I the dodge so. mechanic would uh still be in play for like if let's say hypothetically he throws cars at you then you should be able to dodge it because the original re3 did have the dodging mechanic in play yeah i would i, would I, I wouldn't say, mind um, having so does would that mean they're gonna should. add more like the qtes that we saw from re6 then you i know? i wouldn't say they should be qtes i i just think that if there is a dodge button there should be like a success rate so if you do it way too late you're gonna get hit but if you mm. do it early you'll be able to dodge like debris or missiles just like you could in the original it's all about timing it's almost like a dedicated button for it specifically then yeah like pressing circle or something because i believe yeah. uh in or the original it was kind of yeah it was kind of complicated in the original where you gotta like hold down the shoot button while aiming and then you gotta yeah. click a button to do it and dodge yeah. so once you get the timing down it's like insanely good yeah yeah it's like if they have if you i i don't want to see like being like old resident evil games where you have to like push down two buttons at the same time because that can really throw you off so i i hope there is going to be dodging mechanics if nemesis actually like rampages his way through like cars and stuff like that chasing after you 
But I think Capcom should just like tone it down and be like, okay, you can push one button and then you can dodge. Simple as that, you know? Um, and another thing that really, that I hope Capcom doesn't do, which they did, they did, uh, they didn't do this for the RE2 remake, which is a good thing. I don't want to see any quick time events. I, I really don't. Yeah, agree. I, I'm kind of sick and tired of quick time events because it just it throws you off in the game and it's just it it's so complicated because you don't expect it to happen it just happens and like it could either happen in cutscenes or like in the actual game itself you know well, I mean a lot in Resident Evil 4 <laughs> I was just gonna say real quick uh, we should probably move on to question number two since we're kind of talking about like uh, criticisms of like RE2 remake and stuff like that and what we're hoping to see improved in RE3 so, yeah, I uh, agree. Nexus, yeah, same uh, here. If you want to go ahead and read off number two, since uh, you're taking the forefront here. Uh, Do you have the doc open? Or... Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, so question number two, name the criticisms from RE2 Remake that you want improved for RE3. Uh, one criticism that's, well... Uh, Something that I really do want to see happen in RE3 is uh, for not for Capcom to not have cut content, just like they did with RE2. Um, and you know, uh, and going back and looking at the concepts of RE2, there are concepts um, that Capcom didn't use. Like for instance, uh, there was going to be a scene where Leon was going to fight Plant 43, and they took that completely out of the game. Um, same thing with like the John Alligator and. Uh, I seriously think when uh, when they had a concept of Claire Redfield fighting the giant alligator, I was like, it wasn't the original, and I would seriously liked for that to happen in the remake. Also, including like uh, a more challenging event where you actually have the option of either fight the alligator or run from it, and they just completely made it just a running sequence. So it could have been something different that Capcom could have went with, but didn't. Um, so I am kind of worried with the RE3 remake, which I hope they actually uh, learn from RE2 where they don't uh, cut content out of it. There's more opportunities uh, that includes like story, character development, um, you know, more more areas to explore. And I just, I really hope they don't cut all that stuff out because, you know, RE2 had a lot of great uh, things and the concepts and they kind of just threw that out. So... I I would make like to play devil's advocate would it be considered cut content if it's still in the remake but it's just like altered because you still kind of like have that encounter with the alligator but the only difference is that only leon encounters it so yeah. they kind of just like they kind of just like slimmed the sequence down but it's still there but it's still no excuse for how they did it so i would just like everything if they're gonna put something and make it intact they would have to expand on it i want to say that would be the best solution for everybody is to take what made the original game good and build on top of it if you're going to make something different then try it and see if it's still scary if not be sure to keep that content in the game because the stuff that they did cut out just just like excluding all the the spider talk and everything that did make like the lab section kind of bland because it felt yeah. like there was no variety when you were fighting just the plant enemies anyway i don't like the plant zombies either i prefer if they actually took the you know the original um plant creature things actually made them a little bit more terrifying i know mm -hmm. the excuse was like they look too cute in the original so they're trying to change them up i'm like 
Well, I mean, you could just, you no know, give him you no know, virgin shark teeth or make him look more menacing instead of just giving us these annoying as um zo zombie things. Yeah, yeah they kill you I in one hit. Say my my uh, my issue, like as far as criticism, like I'm glad you guys brought up the labs because that's actually where most of my criticism lies with uh, Resident Evil 2 remake. Um, like I don't particularly mind the redesign of the uh, IVs, but I would have preferred that like we had something more reminiscent of the original stacked on top of what we have now. And just say like, oh, that's just a different variation of that enemy type or something like that. I still would have preferred the more enhanced liquors. Um, although, yeah. if anything, like as like you guys mentioned, like the lab section felt very bland in terms of enemy variety, and I probably would have, if not uh, added in the spiders, I would have made the uh, moth a more like like more uh, encountered like enemy type or something uh, the thing is too like um with the amount of enemies that were in the game i felt like that kind of was another missed opportunity that capcom didn't do because uh yeah. considering like the giant spiders and the implant 43 uh there was a lot of opportunity like they even came up with original ideas for like new monsters for the uh for uh the orphanage and i was like you know I would have really liked to see that concept in the RE three re or the RE two remake, um, just not in the orphanage. Like, have more enemies other than like zombies and like uh, Ivy plant monsters, like yeah. being Leon and Claire's campaign. Because I I feel like there was really no enemies in this game. See, see, and 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 that's kind of like, at least in my opinion, that's a bit concerning when you think about that in the context of like Resident Evil three remake because. Resident Evil 3 Remake had, or I'm sorry, Remake, Resident Evil 3 Original had a lot of different types of enemies. I mean, we had like, I think, two different hunter variants, a, uh, we had a dogs, we had, um, I want to say the Ivies were in that game as well, but. No, they weren't. I don't think they were. But, um, we, oh, we had the, uh, you know what I'm confusing them with, the, uh, the crickets or whatever. Yeah, the no, uh, drain the, uh, demos. And shit. Drain yeah. demos, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, stuff like that. Like, And I get it. Like, some of the bosses, like, you know, in the case of RE2 Remake, I, I get it. Some of the bosses were not, like, challenging and stuff like that. Uh, and, and, you know, thinking, like, okay, well, they got rid of the moth again. You know, not really, like, a big deal as a boss, per se, but they could have changed that into a basic enemy type. Um so thinking about like the uh the worm that's in like re3 you know they might cut that out in the remake are you but uh saying that they because could... they were cutting things due to realism because i believe that was the excuse back then right yeah, uh, yeah exactly. about it, actually some of these things that were cut is mostly from player feedback from the original resident evil 2 because some of these things that people really didn't like about the original like, the uh, thing is too, like, uh, there's a lot of content in Resident Evil 2 that was originally uh, for, they, they took the ideas of 1.5 and put them in RE2, like considering like the whole with Elza Walker and the Ivy, the Ivy plant monsters were from 1.5, not from the original. And, you know, with the shooting range and uh, some of the designs, um, so they did kind of take some things from 1.5 and put them in RE2, so, um, you know, 
going back and you know saying about Elza Walker, I feel like that was another missed opportunity because they did put her costume in the game. So uh, my uh, my thing that I wanted to bring up here is like I don't agree to disagree, but um, I seriously think they should have gave Elza Walker her own non-Canyon story, just like they did with Robert Kendo and uh, and uh, Catherine Warden. That would have been interesting. That would have been nice. a bad award. They could have just made her own character. Like, you know, it wasn't Clara a color student um, before this shit started in Resident Evil 2? There so. was interviews that said they wanted to do an Elza Walker story, but they Never. said they didn't know where to place her in the actual canon. That was Yo, their but out, though. Like, They could have just made up some BS, like, you no, know, that could have been her roommate from college or something. Because I think that's um, she was a college student at the time, right? Yeah. Yeah, she yeah, was originally be, a college student. Yeah, like just being associated of Claire um, Warfield, and there you go. No, that's one way to get her into the canon without, you know, making it complicated. Yeah, they never really disclosed who was on the phone talking to Claire, so that could have been something. Yeah, that could have been that could have been anyone. It could have been Elza. Maybe she was an old friend that she that she knew from college or something like that. They could have developed and, and, and her story. Well, that's another thing. Um, too, you know what, like, guys? Uh, how about that. So, yeah. uh, okay. You guys are talking about like characters and kind of like almost like character development, right? Mm. Do you guys get the feeling in this RE2 remake they could have done much more? For example, somebody mentioned Kendall, right? When we first like when we actually see him, right? We only get like a sh really short segment of him and like interacting with his zombie daughter, right? I thought that was something like especially in the trailers when they showed it off. Like maybe they could have like, actually expanded on that. You know, can you imagine what if like um, we expanded on his like ordeals with his daughter and then when we actually play a sherry we get to fight or run away from the zombie daughter right like i feel like re2 remake missed on those kind of aspects like chief irons you thought he was going to be much more of a longer lasting villain and yeah yet, i'm glad you brought those two characters up um chief irons is one i did not like the rendition and um yeah. remake i kind of prefer him in in vanilla because he's Sorry, you don't expect him to be a psychopath, honestly. He was just more, you know, mellowed out. No, you don't. He was just being as normal as possible until you come across his, you know, collections. I'm not going to lie, but uh, Chief Irons kind of stood out as more of like a pedophile than like a yeah. uh, freaking uh, evil genius in the remake. Well, yeah. in the remake, he's actually a necrophiliac. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Here's the thing. Yeah, Here's the uh, thing, though. They they could have played on that, though. Imagine, like, just for example, the orphanage. We're playing a shared. We don't have any weapons, right? Like I mentioned, what if we did have that constant terror of like, you know, the zombie daughter trying to, you know, follow us throughout the time, while at the same time dealing with Chief Irons and his little storyline that he has. I mean, you said he's like a kind of predator, right? You know, pedophile, necrophilic, whatever. What if yeah. they expanded on that and made that section a little bit longer? Because I'll be honest, I mean. After going through the game like so many times, I was able to finish that segment in super quick. You know, it's kind of I don't know. I mean, I understand their point of what they try to do to make it like a one long cinematic segment where like it's kind of like a hide and seek. But I think they could have done much better overall. You know, I don't know. That's just my opinion on it. I'm mostly I'm also kind of glad you brought up the whole Robert Kendall thing because uh, I will say though. They did develop his character development a little bit better in the remake because they gave him more dialogue and more story plots. And I do like the concept that they did give him a, a daughter. And that the scene did kind of end on a very sad note. But honestly, I think I like the character development of Robert Kendall more in the remake than the original because he was only in the original for like uh, five, like 
two minutes before getting devoured by a group of zombies. So I'm kind of glad they kind of changed the story up and give him some more uh, screen time. So well, now we can translate. Oh, real quick though, oh. the thing is with Kendall is that I think he should have been at least a survivor because there's no reason for him to be on screen and then turn around and just hear a shotgun noise. Like I think he should have just like went with um, Leon and Ada, and then if they wanted to, they could kill him up some point down in the sewers or the lab. Here's the fix, like, I like the change that they made to his character, making him more sympathetic, but yeah, the problem was he lacked screen time. Since they kind of bossed the A and B scenarios in this game, I kind of wish that when you go back to the shop, that story would have continued from there and you would have saw the aftermath, because the way it ended yes. there was, like, very mm -hmm. ambiguous, you know? Yeah, I would have yeah. loved it. And the thing is, too, with the scenarios, like, they're like the basically the same scenario so like when you playing as leon you know you go through all the all these events and then when you play as claire you have the aftermath in her scenario that way you're not playing the same scenario so the scenarios didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me because i'm like that's an that's another thing that capcom kind of wasted i'm like you could have continued a leon's campaign and then put that through claire's campaign so we'll see the aftermath or vice but... versa yeah exactly uh no okay but like in, in oh, relation to that though like um you know cause without trying to diverge to like R just re2 remake and and considering like how this can like uh, what they can learn from that in in re3 remake like i would say what they should do is like for example like ubcs is a thing in in resident evil 3 remake so why not like have more of a focus on like carlos for example yes. or why not focus on some of the characters we don't get to see it within the ubcs uh, that just pretty much get offed right before you even see their bodies in in the uh, streets of fraction city that's you that's know, what I was... I was gonna say you only play with carlos like for 10 minutes and it's over mm. so why not exactly. expand this section and do more gameplay did you yeah, guys actually and, want and, like an RE, um, Carlos uh, scenario for RE3 Remake? Because if we're talking about like developing and actually making a storyline much longer and much more in depth, wouldn't wouldn't it make sense to kind of see Carlos's side and see his side like when they first arrive in Raccoon City until he finally meets Jill? I right? agree with exactly. that. So long as there is no A and B scenarios like they did Resident Evil 2, because you saw what happened in Remake, right? So long as they actually keep the campaign separate but inter intertwined at the same time, we have no problems though. But, so, but there's a problem though. How would it implement the um, um the zapping, not zapping on um, what's that, the scenario thing where you choose whatever? System, yeah, that. Working. What happens if you no know, they implement that in um remake three, and at the same time have two different campaigns? How will that affect one or the other? That is so a good question. Like you know, you know, another another thing thing is, too, the 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 concern with that is like you know because you you all talked about like the a and b scenarios and yeah the a and b scenarios like while they're nice to have it really didn't feel like we got a b scenario it was more like a eh scenario like it's the same a scenario just slightly tweaked but um it just felt kind of you know, rushed in, in, yes it does in regards to in regards to like resident evil 3 life selection was a big part of that game and every little decision and i mean like every little decision you made would impact the way that the story went like if you went into a different area before going into um like for example if you went into an alleyway instead of going into like uh the restaurant or vice versa you went into the restaurant first before going into the alleyway that completely changes how you encounter 
encounter certain characters and how you uh, deal with Nemesis and stuff like that. So, I honestly stuff is removed. Like, you know, on the one hand, yeah, cool. We got a we got a more canonical story, and we don't have to figure out which one is the most canon uh, like storyline. Um, but on the other hand, it's like. Well, it kind of sucks because now we don't get these alternate, like, what-if scenarios and what-if endings that aren't canon. That kind of kills the replayability. Yeah, that's what made Resident Evil 3 so great. You have so much replay value, um, value because you can change up how things are, you know, done. Like, item placement, enemy placement, story, etc., etc. Like, so much shit you can do in Resident Evil 3 is ridiculous. And so, honestly, um, I have to say, too, that, um... There is, with the, going back and looking at the A and B scenarios, like, with the RE3 remake, what I would really like to see is, I would really like to play more characters, like, for instance, when you meet up with Carlos Oliveira in the streets of Racket City, you can have the option to either switch to uh, his, uh, where you can play him as him, going out throughout Rockin' City, or you can just stick with Jill, same with Nikolai Zenoviev and Mikhail Victors, um, I'd really like to explore more of those characters because you never really got to play them in the original. So why not have give the player options to like every time you meet up with these characters, you can choose to either play their side of the story or you can just stay playing with Jill, you know? Good um, point. And, Hold on, on paper. Really... Wait, real quick though, on paper that sounds good, but in execution, I think that would be a little bit too complicated to have every single mercenary as playable character for a sort story segment. I mean, it would be challenging, but I, it would be, like, really that, interesting. like, mercenaries idea for later? Because that's going to be a later question in the document. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, um, why don't we have uh, Ren read off number three? Yeah, I was just going to say we should move on. Uh, so, Nemesis is the big particular villain of the game. If it is more than likely that this new version of RE3 will use an over-the-shoulder camera, then how do you think Nemesis should be handled? Um... We kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but again, bigger space where he can kind of run around a little bit and uh, still be challenging, you know, have the RPG uh, very reminiscent to the original. Uh, one thing I was going to add was that even though they could possibly ground this game in realism, I still want the theme to be like this sort of uh, slasher villain, this chaser guy coming after you throughout the whole game, opening up doors and breaking through stuff because that's like signature nemesis. I don't think that should be excluded, but um, just have it be like, you know, sensible. And if it's like an obstacle in his way, he tries to break through mm -hmm. and kill other monsters because I thought that was also cool in the original. Exactly. He like punches uh, the zombies out of the way and tries to kill them to get to you. Yes. I think I think one of the things that they need to avoid doing when it comes to uh, Nemesis in a Resident Evil 3 remake is don't have him be unkillable like I agree. Mr. X was. Mm, yeah. yes. I, I get that that was like a design decision for, for Mr. X in that game. And while that could have worked for like maybe like an alternate mode or like a modifier kind of like the, um, what is it? the kamikaze zombie that they had in the first remake for uh forest um i just personally think that this version of for the for the remake at least should be uh closer to the original in that regard 
granted if they make a whole new like redesign for him that's fine i just want him to look really fucking cool and just have like a lot of the same characteristics and i would also say to keep in that um mechanic of like hey if you killed him you get rewarded by getting like gun parts or you get like the uh the health spray carrier so that way you can carry more health sprays and stuff like that um because you know a lot a lot of resident evil 3 even though it is for the most part a survival horror game has a lot of action elements so i kind of think that they should keep that in mind when when making nemesis and balancing him around like the gameplay and stuff like that i was about to say that too um oh yeah he shouldn't be on quote-unquote unkillable he should be stunned like he was in the um in the original Unlike Mr. X can be stunned and re- remake too though, but it takes way too much effort to stun him. So you burn up just literally run away. And plus there's no reward for it because you lose all your ammo and then what? He just gets back up and starts haunting you. So that would be a good like incentive to take Nemesis down and remake three, just like an original. You stun him, you get the reward, and you move on. Okay, I honestly a... to me, uh with Nemesis, uh one thing couple things that I do wanna I do wanna see him handled. I want him to look actually scary like under this re engine to where you know it's it's actually going to be terrifying to run away from him um another thing is i don't want them to slim him down just like how mr rex looks and that's the thing i'm kind of afraid of i want him to be like a a gigantic bulky bow machine um and another thing is one thing my my biggest fear about nemesis that i don't want to see happen i hope when he says stars, it sounds terrifying. I don't want him to sound anything like how he was in Operation Raccoon City. Like, yeah, I, we. I, 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 don't I don't know where. I don't know where they would go with voice direction because, um, again, it's like they do seem like they want to take Resident Evil in a more quality direction now. Uh, but that being said, like I, I can see like wanting some of those qualities back. But I was gonna ask like two questions. Uh. Number one is, do you think they're going to redesign Nemesis? And number two, would you want him to go into safe rooms to make the game more terrifying? So to answer the first question, and sorry to cut you off, um, I I think that the redesign is more than likely going to happen. Um, I think you think he's gonna wear a hat or something? Oh yeah, god, don't, I hope not. Don't, 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 don't make him wear the hat because the hat becomes so irrelevant after you shoot it off. Like <laughs> that was the dumbest addition ever. Like, um, but I will say that what they should do, like I, I think I've seen some people where like they made like a uh, face mask kind of thing, and yeah. um, and kind of like what what I know like uh, Nemesis, you were saying like you were kind of concerned about them slimming him down. But I actually have the opposite feeling, and, and there's a reason for that. Because I, I'm thinking, like, well, you know, Jill is experienced with what had happened in the Arclight uh, Mansion incident. So for her, this this should be, like, easy pickings. So instead, uh, I would think that at least in this remake, um, because in the original, Nemesis did mutate over time. But what if in the beginning, you know he has like this kind of like face mask and he's like super creepy and whatnot but then after a while he starts you know he just rips off the face mask and then starts getting bulkier and 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 starts mutating you know you know dumb so you're, you're talking about like the stages kind of like how birkin was yeah. in re2 like okay yeah i can totally yeah. see that like they'll start you off with like stage one stage two and then 
as like the game as like you process through the game mm. nemesis like mutates more and more like you you have is like four stages and then when he gets to like yeah, the... some, something like that and then obviously yeah, I, I, mean, I would love to see that obviously. obviously there's that whole final boss thing with him like eating parts of the tyrant and getting like other disposed yeah. hold on hold on hold on i i have something for this um mm. No. Since you said face mask, it kind of reminds me of Doomsday from Death of Superman, where he oh, has this like right. he has this like cloak over his face, and what if you just keep damaging him and you shoot it off, and it just reveals his face more and more, and you get to see the classic nemesis through there? That would be awesome, right? Yeah, like yeah, that would make sense. To continue that reference though, in like in the movie that came out what, last year, was it? Um, Superman blew up Doomsday and you know, damaged on um, most of his um clothing. So imagine that aspect in um in uh, remake three where Jill or Carlos comes in like um explosion or whatever and damages most of his um clothing. Then you but can see his real face. His face. Yeah, you know, battle damage is up in your uh what's it called your what you guys said earlier okay if you let's say if you did have this aspect of because remember they're not just wearing these whatever outfits are like the trench coat limiters they're keeping them like their own mutations in check right so yeah. if we do have a scenario where he's wearing all this and you guys mentioned maybe like a progression between stage one two and three the more we damage them throughout the game it's not going to be like a set cut scene where we see him mutate it's going to be almost like a real-time event where we're seeing him mutate the more we damage him at the spot exactly. yes i would love yeah, to see it, that exactly. I completely agreed and the thing is too like um when we were talking about like the whole mask scenario uh there was a uh concept art and i actually made a video on this a while back but um there was a guy who had a there was a concept of nemesis wearing a mask but it only covered his mouth and i was saying that what if like when Joe first encounters Nemesis at the RPD, like this is when we see Brad Vickers die and Nemesis is wearing his mask. So when Nemesis kills Brad Vickers in front of Joe, she shoots the mask off of his face. And then, you know, he turns his head towards Joe and that's when he says his, uh, the stars. That's when he says stars for the very first time. Yeah, be you know, also I, I want to um include in the gameplay because somebody mentioned about overall like kind of still retaining that obs like absolute monster, right? But I, you know, what do you guys think of maybe having like an AI kind of like uh, remember Aliens Isolation kind of like you know going up against this monster let's say you don't even have any kind of ammo maybe we could try to implement something where we could go hide in certain areas right you know maybe in lockers or like inside a car or going prone maybe right like, kind of like kind of like how outlast was basically when you're hiding yeah. in lockers and stuff okay yeah, yeah I can, I can that. That. you all yeah. then did that too um i, I want to I, add on to that oh, real quick dom if you don't mind um no speaking of game perspective um you um i think it was heyday or hey dave uh, mentioned like uh use graduate simulation in gameplay you know you can actually tie that into wars um stunning them says every time he comes by and of course the reward so let's say what if like you keep beating him and of course got your reward though but in process of you process of you doing it though he's gradually getting stronger and mutates um throughout the whole game to a point where you know it's a make or break situation either you fight him here or you just gotta like you know run away and hope he doesn't kill you that's a good I hope point. they make that optional That's though. I really point. hope they give that the option to like either fight him or you know or uh you know run. Cause I'm like the thing that I'm worried about is like when you encounter Nemesis, I don't want it to be like, okay, 
He appears just like Mr. X appeared in RE2, and then all you can do is run. They don't give you the option to either fight him or run. And that's a, that's another kind of thing that I don't want Capcom to take out. Because, you know, some fans might actually want to fight him, and some others might not. So at least give make it fair for, like, the audience, you know? You know, yeah, they man. can make it fair, because, like, he mentioned earlier, right? Because you could either fight, maybe, okay, here's the thing. Let's say if you do encounter Nemesis early on in the game, and, like, what Brandon said, like, if you encounter him and it's, it's up to your choice, if you maybe you could try to attack him and take off his trench coat limiter earlier in the game. But the problem is he does mutate and become stronger. But what if, if you want to balance that out and try to attack him later on instead, just like try to escape from him in the early part of the game. So you can have like kind of, you could mitigate that constant terror a little bit until later, until he's mutated later, right? So you don't lose that trench coat until you fight them later in the game. That might, that kind of make, does that make sense? I don't know if. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, they can give you the option. Sense. They can um, give you the option to like either leave it as it is, or because like throughout the game, if he get if he does get stronger, you can choose to like damage him a lot more. So I'm like, I can definitely see them doing that. At least like if you want to fight him early, I'm like, you might have to risk. You might have to risk it when you fight him, but like you know, it would be perfectly fine if like if you want to wait throughout the game and that's you know that way you will be able to like damage him uh easier and like you'll have another advantage when you're like going around and picking ammo throughout raccoon city and that's that's another thing i do want to see you able to like pick up items in raccoon city i don't want you i don't want them to do the same thing what they did in re2 where it's just like okay you're running through a little path to the rpd i want i want i want to be able to find like ammo and herbs and stuff so that way like if you're struggling um and nemesis because like nemesis will appear anywhere so i'm like okay let's say you don't have any ammo or you have don't have any herbs uh you would be screwed so then you would have no choice but to run you know yeah and, 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 and the, that kind of again mm. uh, yeah i would I, I would want the ammo crafting back but before we even get into that i, I just want to say like um in regards to that that kind of all ties back to what i was saying earlier where uh, Resident Evil 3 is is a game, at least in terms with uh, live selection and stuff like that, where that is a huge, huge deal. Like every little decision you make is is something that impacts your entire playthrough from the very mm, beginning. Yeah. So you know, seeing that, um, you know, whether they go with that concept of like having the battle damage, I would say even too, I would not be surprised if they decided to. Um, you know, force that into into a Nemesis after a certain point. But uh, that being said, I think that that would probably work. However, uh, to answer the other question that Ryan was asking, should he come into save rooms? Um, I don't really think so. <laughs> I wouldn't like that. No. If no. if that was the case, then what would be the point of a safe room? You know, like... yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't like that. Maybe maybe for like one that's like in an open area where you can have a. a a safe typewriter but other than that no like keep okay so the reason some weird typewriter throughout raccoon city and you find one like in like in the streets somewhere like on a abandoned like desk or something like that and you find like the the uh the typewriter there so like when you're saving like i can understand that if nemesis chases after you but like you know i think that would be the only option to like okay if you want to save your game there would have to be some like random typewriter throughout Raccoon City or somewhere out in the open in the RPD. So that way, like, you know, but including say like regarding safe rooms, not really because what would be okay, the point so, of calling safe room? Okay, so the reason I, I said that was because 
I kind of want some subverted expectations. So considering that you go through the RPD at least once, right? What would happen if he breaks through the safe room in that particular area at least once as a good jump scare, a good gotcha moment, a good, okay, I'm serious now, I'm gonna break through this area and then other parts of the game, it doesn't happen again. How would you feel about that? It would actually be pretty nice. Like considering, I really hope like Capcom does take the approach of like making RE3 like no limits. Hmm. Just pushing the boundaries and pushing the limits on like what Nemesis can uh, break break through I, and what he can't. I think that Maybe. should be like a special game where no Nemesis could go anywhere. Oh my god, that'd be so amazing, dude. Or better yet, they should have actually have a uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, oh man, what, what was it called? Um, no mercy. Uh, it, like if you have it, like once you beat the game. There's gonna be there could be an option where it's just like okay you could choose a no mercy uh difficulty so that's that's like gonna push I, like every boundary. I have a better idea, and uh, this one would have to be taken from Sega's Yakuza series. Um, imagine if they took the Majima Everywhere system but applied it to Nemesis. And just if, called it if the I Nemesis, see Nemesis everywhere in system. Drag, <laughs> if I see Nemesis in drag, man, we're done. <laughs> oh my god! Like that, that shit would be great though. Like if you if Nemesis you played, uh, if anyone's played Yakuza Kiwami, they know what I'm talking about. But the Majima everywhere system, literally, Majima is everywhere. He's following you because he wants to fight you. Oh, it's trust me, people are gonna mod the shit out of that. So. So imagine if they applied that to Nemesis as like a you know as a game modifier or like on a hard harder difficulty or some shit like that. That would be really funny. You it kind of like, reminds me. It would be me, hard uh, as fuck. It would be hard as fuck, but it would be funny as all hell. It would. It kind of reminds me because like, don't you face? Isn't there like two Mister X's and like the harder difficulty in the RE2 remake? That was a glitch. Was it a glitch? And actually, it wasn't a glitch. Somebody played around with the um trainer, with a trainer, and made it happen. But yeah, yeah, because I thought like if you go uh hardcore mode in RE2, because like I I remember when I tried it, and I encountered uh, Mr. Rex in the hallway where the helicopter was twice. There was two of them. It's either a glitch. I don't even know. I thought it was for the hardcore difficulty. Like everything else, like it doesn't happen. But I know. I think there are two Mr. X's in the hardcore mode. Uh, I, I can contest I play hardcore more than enough that I'm proud to say. There's no two Mr. X's. Thank God. I must have had some weird glitch then because I, that's what happened. I, I did say in chat that they should have a mode where there's like two nemesis running around because uh, that happens on Operation Mad Jackal. Yeah. I mean, or at least like other BOWs. Like, can we just have like a T103 in there alongside Nemesis just to make it more terrifying? Oh, let's have a Terminator. I got it. I mean, basically, Nemesis is kind of like the Terminator. He's a freaking uh, running machine. So, um, real quick, guys. Like, um, mm -hmm. off topic. You mentioned like, what if we had like two like uh, Mr. Axis? Real quick, in the RE2 remake, do you guys think that there there was more than obviously like more than one Mr. X because it was seen in RE3? But I'm talking about in RE2 itself. You, I've had like discussions with many fans out there saying that there was actually two because one was killed by Birkin, one we see in the lab, and the one that we see when like uh, at the east no, side. There's hall. only one. Yeah, I I agree with 
Yes, only one. But the problem with that is, um, you no, know, Capcom kind of you know, scruffed the story, so yeah. people would assume it was two, right? But no, um, yes, there are multiple um tyrants in the city. That is true. But in the context of RE2, there's only one that roams around in uh in RPD. How does that work with Leon's and Claire scenario? Because we see it. Hey, you're like everybody else. We don't know. That oh, is man. true. Yeah, <laughs> they don't. They don't really explain it. Some some of the things in RE2 that just didn't make any sense. Like Capcom just threw it in there and be like, okay, have fun. How can okay. Like, uh, how can Net fight William twice in both scenarios? I yeah, I. Exactly. I assumed, I always assumed that it was the one tyrant roaming around and then the other payloads were dropped at the military facility to fight the special forces because, because. when you well, yeah, when you play RE3 at the dead factory, you see all the dead bodies and you see the tyrants everywhere. Exactly. That's where the other tyrants are at. And that includes Nemesis. Just in the context of RE2, there's only one. Now, if Kakam thought about this like in hindsight, they should have added in two show two of them and that I, way you know it'll explain the leon and the one that claire you know you know what's funny you know what's funny real quick the canisters they don't even show that cutscene in remake too did you guys notice that yeah yeah yes, yeah. yes they didn't show that and also there's another one too you know the helicopter when it crashes yeah um, they, they they cut the context for that one because the dude was shot and then it crashed now in remake it's just it happens I got a theory about that. What if like that same helicopter, right? Since RE3 kind of happens almost the same time. What if that same helicopter that we see that Mr. X moves, that's a, one of the helicopters that Nemesis blows up in RE3 remake. That's what, what I was saying too, because uh, yeah. at that point when they're at the RPD, like Joe and Carlos would be at the clock tower by that point. So what if it's that scene where, uh, where there that was the helicopter that went to go save Carl Carlos and Joe, and then Nemesis blew it up with the rocket launcher. What was I that? Mean, what they have they, they they to retcon that though. The, they because, would have retcon that. Yeah, they would need to retcon that in inside Remake Three because if you, you know do original Three and Remake Two, that doesn't make sense because the helicopter yeah. got blown up the smithereens. I also was gonna say too. I don't know uh, before uh, before I forget. Um, what since capcom is kind of uh rebooting the series and like taking the direction of the story to a different place uh what do you guys think uh well actually i was gonna say like what do you guys think about jill encountering leon like all off screen like what if like somehow down the line in resident evil 2 remake uh nemesis or uh leon encountered jill but it wasn't on screen like what if off screen we see uh, that interaction where Jill Valentine runs into Leon and then they split up. The problem with that is that it would, it it kind of conflicts because of the timing of everything, yeah. especially like we don't know like at least in the context of, um, like the upcoming remake, but at least in the case of the original with the context of the remake for two. It wouldn't work just because of timing now timing could change um in the resident evil 3 remake but even then it would be really hard to implement just because of the fact that regardless if you've played as leon or not um you know you would have had to have implied that at least you know uh jill was running past at the time and happened to notice him going on yeah that's what i was actually gonna say but like instead like, that what would if be jill... the only way you could get it to work you wouldn't be able to get it to work within the police station maybe you know running away from the police station she might 
see something like that, but other than that, it, it just wouldn't work. And, and so better yet, there too, is also actually, that there is just... also that thing too, like and I don't mean to cut you off, but like uh there is also that thing too where like the, yeah, they could they could easily patch like a new scene into RE2 remake, but chances are they're probably not gonna touch RE2 remake again. Yeah. Um, I was actually going to say, too, like, what if, like, going in the RE3 remake, I was actually, I didn't think about this before when I said that, like, what if in the RE3 remake, uh, we see, uh, we see Leon or Claire run throughout Raccoon City, and then uh, Jill, let's just say, like, Jill's in an alleyway, and then uh, we see, or better yet, um, yeah, we'll see one of them, like, run past her, and then Jill sees, like, somebody running past, uh, you know, going like where you turn, and uh, she sees somebody down the alleyway that runs past, and then she went to go like try to chase after him, and it could be like Leon or Claire, and then here comes Nemesis busting through a wall, like blocking her, blocking her uh, path. Like, what you if know, what if that that happens? That's a good idea, but the thing is, I I, I completely forgot about this portion. I this scene, this whole um timeline with RE2 actually happens right when Jill got infected by Nemesis. She remember she was knocked out for at least like a, almost a whole day, right? So yeah, this it, happened, time, it happens like after um the fight in the clock tower and before then after Claire yeah. comes up. So yeah, it's in the middle. So they have to yeah. really retcon the whole storyline if they do decide to do that because I mean, I love your guys' like you know ideas. Can you imagine if we if we did have that? Then they would have to change up the storyline of Jill not being infected by Nemesis, not being knocked out for the whole day. Um, Carlos not going to be having that segment in the hospital now, right? Because that's the whole point why he went to the hospital to go get the you know the vaccine for her, right? Like all that needs to be changed now. It's like it's like almost like a domino effect if you change one thing just to implement one portion for the RE2 remake. You you could hypothetically make that work with like one of those UBCS characters, but even then, it's like there's a lot of um, things that would conflict, and both in regards to the original and the the uh, remake, it it you have to make sure that things make sense and stay consistent. And if one thing like like uh, Deva said is like if if one thing gets changed, it, it it's almost like a domino effect where things get thrown out of uh, proportion but before we get into like more uh, diverging stuff uh let's get on to question number four so brandel how about you take a crack at that one 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 of the main points of confusion about the original re3 was um it was a very short game what do you think it needs to be done to extend the life of the store without feeling like filler uh, honestly, being that we have, you know, a mass city on our hands, though, they could implement, like, subway, um, terrains and, um, uh, oh, hey, like, implement, like, the, um, zoo from Outbreak or stuff like that, you know, they have plenty of mm. stuff to work with within, like, if you step outside of the main games, like Outbreak, for example, because they also, go to different areas that you don't visit in the main games. So we touched uh, on thing. earlier, right? I mean, we did talk about earlier having, like, let's say Carlos having that inter uh, intertwining, like, uh, scenario, uh, campaign with Jill. That alone would also prolong the game much, you know, much further, right, compared to what we got from the original. I mean, let's say we had that portion where Jill does get knocked out. Make Carlos's campaign a little bit longer, right? Maybe That's my opinion, so we can actually see more of his background. Because, I mean, yeah, Carlos was a good character overall. I mean, she did, he did help out Jill, but we didn't really get much of a background towards him and, like, what happened 
happens after or what's going to happen after him because he did kind of defect away from the umbrella you know exactly and the thing is that i want to see throughout this game too is like give the characters more development like interacting with each other like i would like to explore more of uh Nikolai Zenovieve and Mikhail Victors because they only had like minimal amount of screen time in the original. So why not have Capcom do, do kind of like the same thing with uh, Robert Kendall with RE2, like give him some more screen time, right? Uh, more of a background story, you know, as he gets introduced. And the same thing goes for uh, the character. Um, what was his name? Um, Kyle. No, not not him. Um, Murphy. No, it was at the the. Uh, Oh god, what was it? You talking about the beginning of the game? Um, yeah, the the guy at the beginning of the game. Um, okay. Who goes into the uh, the giant crate after he? uh, You're talking about Dario? Yeah, Dario Rosso. Yeah, that's that's what he is. Like, expand Dario Rosso's story because I know there is a a comic where uh, he had a kid and a wife, and uh, he actually abandoned them, and that's you know that's when we found out they died. So why why not actually take? Uh, some of their story arcs from like uh, the the comics and stuff, and put that in RE3. Like expand uh, multiple uh, characters, de- develop them. I would like to know more uh, development of Nikolai, Carlos, uh, you know, Dario Rosso. I would like to see some more backstory regarding these characters. There's also some other little tidbits that they don't they don't necessarily have to be like these long expansive story elements but i always wonder what happened to the mayor of the city michael warden like maybe show a dead body or something i mean exactly least- like they they talked about him once but they never he, he was never introduced to the game and that, there's certain characters off screen that hasn't been introduced in any of these games so i would really like for capcom to actually put those characters in the games or actually have some flashbacks or something like that that would that would work yeah like for him in particular i think they should at least like how they tell stories and like the files and everything at least have that build up to some actual conclusion and then expand all the characters that were actually shown in the game i think with like uh resident evil 3 remake is the the issue that people were having was that it felt too short Mm -hmm. um granted like you could make the argument of well because there are multiple scenarios and endings that kind of justifies why the game is so short but on the other hand you could also look at like um you know some of the other resident evil games that came out around the same time and they were fairly short for what they were even without the multiple scenarios and stuff like that and and alternate endings but um i think what they should probably do um, outside of just expanding uh, Carlos's stuff, um, is take a look at like expanding or changing certain areas that we barely went through in Re- in the original Resident Evil Three, and make them far more expansive than they were originally. Like, um, for example, we had the uh, the news uh, newspaper building. Uh, that was on fire or whatever before when we have one of the encounters with Carlos. Um, that entire building is just the two floors that you go into, and that's it. We don't really get to explore much of that building. Uh, what if that was expanded on much like much further and there was more to do there? Or um, there's also like the graveyard segment. Like what if the graveyard had more to do there and, and just more to, to get through? 
uh, things like that, I think, would probably uh, increase the longevity. I would also say, too, um, probably what would help is to uh, slightly increase the difficulty. Like, Resident Evil 3 is a hard game on its on its own, as is. Uh, but I would actually would want to see them increase the difficulty. And I, I think this is a later question in, in the uh, document, but um, I think it's brought up that we talk about like enemies and stuff like that but i would say maybe bring in some enemies that probably would make the game harder i'm i'm looking at crimson heads in particular because i was really disappointed that they didn't make the cut yes the crimson heads definitely um you know stuff like that i think uh difficulty increase area expansion and uh definite redesign and um of course obviously with like some of the stuff that you all brought up with like um with uh more characters being introduced and expanded upon within the story would be great honestly uh i before i forget um if you guys noticed um i seriously think uh re2 remake we're taking more jabs at the re3 remake than we possibly uh would have known because if you guys noticed did you guys uh I didn't notice this the first time, but um, if you guys look in the uh, the intro, you see like the subway station and like other buildings that we didn't really get to explore. What if that was an Easter egg of like what we were going to see or like the areas that we could possibly uh, explore in RE3 remake? Like what if Capcom was like literally hinting that in the intro? Because we do see these areas and we never got to explore like subways and all that. So I'm like, why would they they be showing these locations that we never got to explore? So maybe this could be a possible hint that these are going to be some areas from the RE3 remake that we could explore? Possibly. What, what about you guys? Like, what do you guys think about this? Mm, I I mean, you could even, hell, you could even look at, like, the that section in the beginning of RE2 remake. Like, yeah, that kind of alludes to what we can go through. Uh possibly uh it's just a matter of like will they let us and and that's a big thing like they're gonna have to let us go through the city but how much of it and yeah. and that's the big thing because like um even in the original despite you being able to go through like the streets of raccoon city it was only like a few streets that you can go through uh so it's they... like the market areas and whatnot and i guess like city hall ish like type um spots uh, stuff like that yeah, which is interesting because, like, I think I think the only game that actually takes us through, um, like, quote unquote, city hall was like um, ORC, which unfortunately was not a good game. That or the Alfred games, because they, again, they did take us to areas that that weren't even remotely close to what we have in two or three. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know, like I, I think. Um... I mean, it's possible, but we're just gonna have to wait and see because it might just be like a at least in the case in terms of like areas and stuff, it might be just one for one in that regard. Um, did anybody think, else want to bring up anything, or are we no, good to move on? I think we're we're good to move on. I think uh, you guys, if you don't mind me reading number five right now, yeah, you can um, go ahead. In RE2 Remake, the outfits were altered to fit more, more of a realistic take on the characters. Since Jill's outfit is more of a boob tube and a miniskirt, would you like, or would you be fun with Capcom doing a complete redesign of the character? 
I mean, I'll be honest. Yeah, I did see, you know, it's crazy. Um, when I do make my YouTube videos, I do see like a whole bunch of characters and like, especially from DeviantArt, they make a really good reiterations of Jill's outfit. And there was one where it still had like the bluish, you know, white tint to overall like the scheme over it. But she was just wearing a regular like um, button up with a blue scheme and then just uh, regular pants overall. I mean, I thought to me that makes me think it's more of a realistic tone since I mean, coming from RE1 to RE3, I mean, Jill made a pretty big transition, right? You know, they kind of, in a way, kind of sexualized her in that way. I, I don't know if that's a good thing to bring up on that one, but that's just my. I'm two ways on that one. I'm fine with either a redesign or a complete redesign. Or it decided like to like give her like slightly more protection, like for example, like armor her up a little bit, like shorter pads or you know things that protect her legs, stuff like that. You know, just something enough to give her more you know cushion from zombie bites. Yeah. Here's here's what I'll say in, in regards to that actually, because um, something that um, that Resident Evil Two remake did after you know the the fan demand for it was there and like people were just being uh, a little impatient. Uh, a little bit rude towards the developers over this. The uh, classic designs ended up getting uh, uh, announced for an unlock. So I think that even if they redesign it, whether it be slightly or drastically to fit the realistic approach, we'll definitely see uh, like the classic unlock costume that's uh, as made in the in the uh, RE engine, and then also possibly like those PS1 models that we saw with uh, RE2 remake as well as free DLC. Yeah, I've seen people put Jill in like a blue blouse and some black pants. I I'm totally fine with like a redesign like that I... because in the beginning of RE3, it does say that she doesn't have much time to get out of the city and then the outbreak just happens. So you would figure she would not be prepared for it. Yeah, she yeah. really couldn't get ready for it at the start. So, man, you know, I think about it though. You no, know, if they kept that like plot point though, maybe like later on throughout the game, you see her get a little bit more protection because, you know, you know, Carlos gives her stuff like a side pack and whatnot um, to help her um, with, you know, gathering supplies and whatnot. So maybe what if like the um, those mercenaries give her some, um, you know, armor? That's a good point. You know, the yeah, thing I was gonna, is, too, I was gonna um, say too, just as a joke, a joke uh, thing. Uh, Japanese police uniform should definitely be a thing that she wears. Oh my god, here's Donald <laughs> with I was gonna boner. Say, dude, I was gonna say too, uh, now that we're talking about costume changes, well two things I gotta bring up here before I forget. Um, talking about her costume change, um, some people were actually telling me about this too, and I honestly would like to see her wear pants. Like, I, I wouldn't mind if they took the, the, they cut the skirt off and that actually just gave her like blue jeans with the, uh, with the blue tank top. I wouldn't mind that design at all. I think that would be awesome. Um, and another thing is that if they're really going to expand, hopefully they're going to expand like Jill's story. Um, I don't, I would like to see her like, we'll, we'll see like more uh, scenes of her like in her apartment building before like she actually leaves before all the chaos happens. So I would really like to see, okay, what happened before this, like give Jill a little bit more backstory that was never, uh, that was not shown because they just like literally she had her dialogue and then they just cut the game to like okay her leaving they, the apartment building thing so um that they, they technically do have that in original you got to pick up her um diaries i think or little journals around city to get more a little more insight of jill's 
No, well, I mean, I'm... actually seeing that on screen, though, like, not just through files. Like, I would like to see her, like, okay, load her gun up and, like, you know, having the chaos in Raccoon City happen. Like, she looks outside her window, we see the atmosphere out there, and then we see her, like, gearing up, and then that's when we see her leaving the apartment. Like, I would like to explore more of that. Maybe maybe there could be a, seg- uh, a sequence where we're actually able to play as Jill in her apartment, like, uh, picking up some ammo and you know getting her ready, and then we're able to like leave the apartment. I, I don't know about you guys about this, but that is the best way to go. go. <laughs> Shut up, Dom. Um, what are you saying? No, I think I, you guys made a good point because I mean, it kind of has to make a, uh, it has to make a point with the plot overall. I mean, like like um, Nemesis mentioned, he said that. When you're in an apartment, you want to make sure, like, uh, you get you start the cutscene right there, and then you see her get start getting ready, right? And what my question is, I mean, isn't she seeing this whole disaster scene right in front of her? Like, why was it so last minute that she had to leave at that moment when everything was just full on blown, like, just terrible, right? Unless like, they just came right to her apartment complex, because you know, she she lives in an apartment, so I imagine a lot of people wouldn't live there, right? So yeah. I guess like she had to hurry, pack her gun, get her uh, whatever ammo she could, and then book it. I mean, I'm pretty sure if though any situation, like imagine you in the shower and all that shit happening, you know, you'll be leaving immediately. You know, yeah, one one cool a, thing, one cool thing, question. real quick, well, mm-hmm. real quick, Dom. I don't mean to cut you off, but uh, yeah. I think that there was initial rumors that supposedly Claire was going to get this long uh, apartment sequence in Resident Evil 2 Remake. Considering that Jill is like in an apartment and there's a random explosion in the original, would you guys want them to expand on her fighting her way out before she gets outside? Yeah, it's like give you the the navigation be like, okay, uh, there's a cutscene where that happens playing as Jill throughout like her apartment you get to like walk around her apartment gathering the gun you could pick up ammo you leave the apartment and then uh say like there's uh there could be like zombies in the hallways or like you feel like the ground shaking as you're leaving the building and then that's and then uh something like an explosion happens like you see like uh you see like a gas chamber like lighting up and shit and then jill looks at it like oh shit and then that's when she like jumps out of the window before it's too or jumps out the door and that's you know and then now she's in the streets of raccoon city so i would really like to have the option to like play as jill leaving the apartment and then uh but you gotta like really be quick and then um we have like a, a cut scene where she sees like uh you know the apartment like lighting up in flames and then she's like oh shit and then that's when she like jumps out and it explodes yeah because i think that would be like a nice tone builder to show that things are slowly starting to go to hell as she escapes the building it would be uh, really cool to see just on that um at least on the premise of like hey this is kind of like the tutorial segment of uh like like re2 remake like before you even go to the city you're going through the gas station right so it could be kind of like a similar type of like, okay, well, for anybody that didn't play RE2 Remake or any other Resident Evil game before, uh, this is how you play the game. Uh, we're going to put you in this small little segment, and then we're just going to throw you into the outside world. Uh, of course, it would be just cool just as a segment on its own for like, yeah, um, like longtime bands and people returning from RE2 Remake and stuff like that. But for as like an intro type of like icebreaker to the to the actual like main course of the game like i think that would be great i was gonna ask a a second or like a side question 
uh kind of in regards to costumes and stuff like that because you guys were talking about like uh looks and whatnot um you know obviously in the original you got to go to the um to the uh, clothing shop or whatever and there were i think it was like about five different uh boots that you could go to to change your costumes um i want to know like do you think they should bring that like sort of area back just for you to go and change your costumes and then also too uh because the original had um what is it the regina costume would you want to see that make a return as well yeah I, I would love to see old costumes yes. like jill wearing the stars uniform like kind of like uh if you guys remember um in the re1 remake uh, if you get like a certain key, you go to like this this door, and that's you could change your costume. I like to see something like that for the RE3 remake, um, where you do have the option like change your camera or change the costumes. Uh, you know, let's say there's like certain rooms that you can go in, and then it could be rooms where you could like change Jill's outfit to like you know the old classic costumes or like you know, I love to see something like that. Yeah, like have a, like a wardrobe feature. So uh, just real quick, I just want to hear from everyone else before we, uh, you know, move on because we got to start speeding through some of these answers uh, mm. since we've only got 30 minutes left. But uh, does anybody else want to answer their question really, or answer that question really quick before we move uh, on? Wait, wait, wait. What was the question again? Uh, to, to bring back the, um, the store, the clothing store for Jill to change her costumes and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yes, please. You know, give us a little fan service while you had it. Bring it back. <laughs> Oh, jeez. I was going to say, lastly, too, before uh, I forget, um, when there was a concept, too, that I would love for Capcom to do this with Jill's costume, um, give her the blue tank top, but also, like, if you're going to cut her skirt out, I would love to see her, like, really... Uh, I wouldn't mind her seeing, like, having a police jacket on, and then she has, like, shorts or something, and then what if, like, she wraps that around her waist, like, resembling it as the skirt? Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Um, so anyway, like I said, we have like 30 minutes, so we're going to kind of speed through like maybe two or three of these. Uh, number six, what would you personally improve upon the uh, upon from the original RE3 converted into a remake, gameplay, story, levels, etc.? So from a gameplay perspective, uh, give me my struggle mechanic back because RE2 remake is like the only one that doesn't seem to have that. Um... Definitely, I want to see the gunpowder mechanic get improved upon. I want it, like, kind of like the original RE3, but also different enough to where it's, like, really expansive and I could create, like, different types of, uh, like, enhanced ammo. That's like super gunpowder. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, but... Um, Where's you know, my freeze rounds? Come on. Yes, thank you. Freeze rounds. Let, let's go. Yeah. Um, but, you know, definitely I would love to see, like, enemy types like uh, Crimson Heads because I think, you know, given the fact that, like, Resident Evil 3 was a hard game, I'd like to see enemies that are just generally hard to kill within that timeline. Hell, if you want to bring, like, some of the more obscure enemy types like uh, Ticks, which were only exclusive uh, enemy types from, like, one version of RE1 on, I think it was the uh, Sega Saturn. That would be really cool to see, like, reborn and brought to life. Um, Story-wise, just expand on the characters more so. Uh, and then level-wise, uh, the big thing is to just 
for some of the areas that we don't get to explore as much just expand those more and give us more to do in those areas yeah i i think the big goal here is expanding on things because with resident evil 3 we never got like a resident evil 2.5 or we never really heard of any like big beta details so it's not much to go on in the past as opposed to re2 that had like 1.5 so they would have to expand on what they already have and give us more in the process so like dom said just expand on like the uh ammunition types and the stuff you can make with the um, auto reloading tool or whatever it's called reloading tool and then um also just give us like just more shit to play with i think that would be like just really fun and engaging uh more scenarios where we're in like desperate situations uh nemesis breaking through stuff and trying to escape them that could also create some tension and story moments uh so yeah just give us all that and i, I think i would be like perfectly content with the game yeah, and the thing is too um yeah I, that's what i would really like to see too is uh more story being told throughout through these characters more character development good writing uh hopefully uh we have some good voice acting too because that's the one major concern that i have for re3 remake when it comes to these characters um with the um i, I would also like to see like ex more exploration i would like to see uh, including the inventory now i know re2 remake the inventory was kind of short because in the uh re3 uh in resident evil 3 the original um i noticed that um i don't i don't know if they're gonna do this for the remake but i really hope they do is they give jill valentine a bigger inventory because like uh the game actually gave you uh, a limited amount of saves too and i would really like to see that um i really hope they don't cut that out because like you're gonna have to fight nemesis like every chance or run from him every chance you get so i'm like you're gonna probably have to save the game multiple times when you have this guy running after you like breaking through walls and all that um so i think the inventory should be honestly um filled more instead of having it only six slot six slots um but uh, I, I really hope like we could find some like uh, ammo herbs and all that stuff throughout Rocket City, like gunpowder. Um, but yeah, uh, basically what you guys said is you know more story, character developments, uh, expand upon these characters, um, have the maybe have a crafting system, uh, expand that to unlimited saves. Um, um, how about this? What do you guys prefer? Would you guys mind going back to the first person point of view, or would you guys want to no, stay? No, 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 no. Fuck person. Fuck first person. No. Fuck person. Right. If they gave, if they gave it optional, if it was an optional thing where like, free camera angles that Capcom does end up doing that for RE three, then yeah, I would consider it. But if we're just being forced one camera angle, no. no okay. Yeah, I'm like. Um, I, I enjoy Resident Seven for what it was though, but I generally do not want first person again because uh, I think uh, it was less immersive. Yeah, than and, it was and, third person. And I think it would just be like for a relentless pursuer like Nemesis, it would be very very annoying to run away from him in first person. I yeah, I, 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 I just don't know how you would do would, it. You would have would to like say... turn around just to see him, and it's going to be a difficult task. I'm like, so if I you would... run from him. You'd have to stop and look behind you, and how how's that gonna work? I would say if they were to do it, I think Nemesis, you said this, like make it an optional thing. Um, but also too, because RE Engine um, was made with VR in mind initially when they were making RE Seven, um, 
it would probably be a better idea if it was just an a an optional thing or just tied to vr Other there than is that, just you know stay away from it there is one thing too because i don't know if, i don't know if you guys saw it but originally um when capcom said that they were actually going for like they were trying to do fixed camera angles i didn't believe them at first but they actually have images online of showing uh the game with the re2 remake uh they're with the R under the re engine they actually had concepts of the first person view fixed camera angles and over the shoulder so after when i saw that i was like okay so they at least are telling the truth where they said they tried so i really hope they could make it an optional thing because considering the re engine would be more advanced by that point like because if they if they update the re engine you know because it was fairly new at the time when they were making like resident evil 7 and re2 remake so you know have like some upgrades for re3 so it could be a possibility that it could be optional by this point considering if it does get upgraded yeah uh so anyway why don't we move on to number seven all right, UK. All right. do you think um puzzles and enemies should be randomized again for resident evil 2, um, 3 remake uh sure why not so for puzzles or maybe they uh might want to scale it back a bit because admittedly it's kind of it gets kind of annoying rememorizing every yeah. type of pattern you can do for a puzzle which i'd, I'd rather have like you no know, i said no puzzle but for enemies all i'm kind of fine with that i'd be fine with that with um randomized enemies i i don't mind yeah i don't mind like randomized enemies but for rng puzzles i i hate it I, I mean, it does keep you on your toes trying to figure out each solution, but at the same time, if there's no set like pattern and you're trying to speed run the game, I can understand if that's annoying if you're a completionist. At the same time, also, I did not like the water puzzle. I thought that was a. Uh, I know it's an easy way to like brute force it, but it's just kind of annoying. So it's like, I, I don't want that to show up again. It still should be in the game, but it just shouldn't be randomized. Yeah, yeah. I would have to agree with everyone else here. The um, enemies, and that that's one of my favorite aspects of uh, Resident Evil 3, is just the fact that the enemies are randomly placed, so it always kind of keeps you on your toes. Puzzles, not so much, although if they maybe randomize, like, puzzle item locations, I might be fine with that. Um, but more so, I would rather them stick with, like, the enemies, because, like I said very early on, RE3 originally was a game where every every single decision you made could uh, impact how the game was going to play from uh, later on in the playthrough. So exactly, so and it would really game fresh overall anyway. If we did that, you know, mm -hmm. I think the uh, the mercenary they should have a mercenaries mode uh, in RE3 remake because I would like to see more content throughout that game, just like they did with uh, Resident Evil 2 with like you know the scenarios and. Uh, you know all, all that good stuff so i mean all these dlcs and make it make it free by the way yeah, I would free. Like to see that. Exactly. um but yeah if they do a mercenary mode i i would really like to see that for like either a reward system or have it just in the game itself kind of like with re5 where the mercenaries were just an option where you can play um when it comes to puzzle wise um i don't want the puzzles to be as easy as what they were in re7 like that was just that was like a horrible hor those were horrible puzzles they were too easy i want the puzzles to be more uh, challenging just how they originally were in the game so i really hope capcom can do that 
uh, when uh, with Jill and all in the puzzles too. So uh, I don't want them to be easy. I don't want anything to be like RE7. I just want it to go back to its old ways and you know just feature more content throughout. You know. Oh, I want to expound on that. Somebody mentioned um, like a zapping system between Jill and Carlos. Would you guys? Uh be okay with the idea remember in resident evil zero when you uh when you did a zapping system you could pass along different key items and that would be like certain puzzles how you solve it would you guys want that between jill and carlos in this uh sense you know i would love to see that i would actually love to see that um it's kind of like a yes and no thing because i'm like it just depends on where you are though you know, let's say if like you get locked in a room or something like that, and then Jill's like, "Oh, I need a key to get out of this room," and then you play as Carlos, like going searching for a key, and then uh, he puts it in like a little drawer, and then it goes to Jill. I mean, yeah, I, I, it would be I an interesting concept. If, I don't know if that would necessarily work for for Resident Evil Three, considering that the bulk of the game is supposed to be Jill's story. Mm-hmm. Um, if it were done for because technically they did this for revelations 2 if they were to keep that mechanic um in revelations 3 then maybe uh but then again i know with the revelation series at once uh revelations 2 had come out they said that they wanted to focus at least in the future wanted to focus on bringing characters that we hadn't seen in a really long time so at least in the case of Revelations 3, or if they decide to do a prequel to the Revelation series and do a Revelation 0, um, the likely thing would be that you wouldn't see that in between, uh, or between characters like um, Carlos and Jill, but maybe like Carlos and Billy, or Billy and Rebecca again, and, and stuff like that. Um, but I don't think, like in the case of RE3, that it would necessarily work, just given the fact that uh resident evil 3 again is primarily jill's story it it's more or less like that transition from and i think uh someone had brought this up too earlier with like uh alien but it's kind of like that transition from going to going from alien to aliens like you have this character who um you know had to deal with this horrific situation in the first event but then in their second going of the, of similar events they're like they know what to do and they're not going to take anybody's shit when it comes to dealing with it so uh yeah uh, i have to agree with everybody like it's a yes and no thing i personally wouldn't mind it during the sections where carlos and jill interacts more because it feels like it makes sense to have them team up where one person goes in a certain area and the other person has to either wait or they might have to fend themselves all from enemies i think uh the main thing here is i want more interactions like that but no in the sense that yes it is kind of like mostly jill's journey and it's really hard to explain that once she's knocked out because then it's like well the only person that can move the bell is carlos because he's the only one strong enough to move it so i i would like more segments and interactions like that where there's only places that carlos can go into and there's only other places that jill can like squeeze into you know yeah i completely agree with that so I think we've pretty much covered this question. Uh, why don't we have uh, Renegade read off number eight? Okay, let me see. Um, how do you think they should tackle the mercenaries Operation Mad Jackal? Do you think it should remain the same or greatly enhanced? Um, they do need to. Ha- they do need to enhance some properties of it because I feel like 
it, it's a fun mode, but I feel like they could do more with it to make it even more engaging. Uh, maybe they could even put like more characters, you know, that you can play with, uh, because it does feel kind of limited in that sense where it's only a couple of uh, members from Umbrella's Counterforce that you can play with. Uh, I, I think, yeah, more characters, more routes that you can take, uh, more strategies, that's always good, and it's just the basic concept. You're going around saving survivors and killing as many monsters as you can. Maybe they could add in stuff like co-op, because with mercenaries, I mean, it's like, I understand Ari is, like, mostly going back to survival horror roots, but, I mean, just go shit, just go ape shit with, like, <laughs> mercenaries just go shit. Yeah, that's funny. The thing with mercenaries, the thing with mercenaries is that I would actually drop the mercenaries title and just call it Operation Mad Jackal. Um, and the reason why I say that is because after Resident Evil Three, mercenaries was completely altered in Resident Evil Four and then on fourth. So we have. Um, obviously four five and six as well as mercenaries 3ds which all th all four of those uh games have their variation of mercenaries and quite frankly i think at this point doing mercenaries in the style of of how it was originally and um you know keeping that title not not necessarily saying that 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 original style of mercenaries shouldn't go away per se but more like a the title I get what you're saying, but I have a feeling that people would complain about that, so I wouldn't touch it. In my opinion, I would keep it the same. Just, you're going around defeating enemies and also trying to save survivors in the process. I think the basic premise should be kept. They should just add new stuff to it. I would say... Um, the, the big thing, though, that I would probably want to see, though, is uh, because definitely they're going to be carrying over like um, a lot of assets and stuff from Resident Evil 2. So why not carry over like Leon and Claire since they probably don't have to recreate the characters or anything like that. Just keep the same like grunts and uh, like voice uh, voice uh, sound clips that they have saved. I thought of something like that in, into that game. Like how about with the collectibles that the survivors drop? or they drop like you know guns and stuff that could be used as like points to unlock other characters at the end of the scenario so yeah. like um ex battle mode from resident evil 2 because you have to unlock those characters by beating the um mole with each character basically exactly yeah i would really like to play as like every character just like the play as what you cut out nemesis uh, uh, I was I was gonna say um, I would really like to see for like the merch if they do have a mercenaries mode in RE3 remake I would really like to play like characters like Rebecca Chambers, uh, Barry Burton, Billy Cohen even, um, Joe, uh, uh, Chris I, Redfield you know, like I doubt they would bring um no all of them in there because they got remake the assets I, anyway so I think like, yeah I, think I mean you would probably see the the most likely thing would be like Leon and Claire. Probably so, just because that would be easy. Quote unquote, Chris Redfield from RE7, because I think they ended up finding like the files for his character model in RE2 remake yeah. or something. I like that. I, I hate that, now. Chris. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I if they use that, I don't know about you guys. I'm gonna stop though. If they use that, Chris. 
for like a Code Veronica remake, if they, that that would be perfectly acceptable because that that looks I, like a younger Chris. I agree. I agree if with If this that. was old, this is like older Chris. It it doesn't work because I'm like this guy looks 25. Chris is like 42 right now, and I'm like, how did we go from RE5 Chris and RE6 Chris to like what he looks like in that? And I'm like. No, even under the RE engine, they could they could have still made him look well, more like Chris. I mean, I agree. That right? to be devil's advocate here, I strongly agree with that because if no, they he use looks that, like a young Chris. They yeah, if they younger, use that so Chris for like the Co Veronica remake, or they use that Chris for the mm. other nostalgic earlier titles, then that would be more acceptable. But this Chris in RE Seven, it just it doesn't work. I don't know Man. why Capcom said, "Oh, this is Chris Redfield," when it, it, they couldn't even yeah, somewhat I, I make think... him look like how he was. I think you guys want like the boulder punching Chris Redfield back then? <laughs> no, I mean, if, I, if they had RE6 yes! Chris for RE7, I mean, at least make him look more like Chris. I mean, if they use RE7 Chris for like Co Veronica, then yeah, that's that's like younger stars Chris right there, but like it doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't. I don't give him blonde hair, but I was gonna say really quick, and I don't mean to cut you off, Ren. Mm -hmm. um there is a whole like story in regards to why they changed his look i don't want to really get into it because it's a bit of a ludicrous story but um basically the gist of it was was that uh according to masachika kawada and koshi uh, uh, nakanishi uh they couldn't find anybody that looked like boulder punching chris and i find that really unbelievable considering how many cosplayers actually look like boulder punching chris but <laughs> dude um, anybody can just have a dude with black hair and and look like he's on steroids and there you go anybody can replace chris right i, but, I think what anyway. they're gonna do is use you know how they scanned in the faces with like uh photogrammetry i think what they're gonna do is use the face from re7 but they're gonna make them look younger because they already have the actors in place and i i do think that for this remake in particular if they do bring that character back as like a mercenary's character they're going to use like face scanning for these characters because they did it with like some of the other characters that showed up in the game and ghost survivors even though they were dead yeah yeah i i think i think um definitely that would be something we could uh see but anyway, um, I'm not sure how, how how are we on time because we should probably I move on. I think to, uh, we have six six or seven minutes. Okay, so um, speed answers for for the next two questions. I'll just read them off just to uh, go. Uh, so, is there anything from previous RE games that they can add specifically to enhance the replay value of RE3 remake? Uh, uh, definitely multiple scenarios and multiple endings for sure. Um, and I think the RNG for enemy placement would be great in, in the terms of... Define scenario, because, you know, most people would immediately say, you know, Resident Evil 2 scenarios. No, not... not. Um, okay, let me rephrase that. Uh, let, let's just call them situation for consistency's sake. Uh, so altering situations non-canon situations where if you decide to go a different route or decide to do something a little bit differently or in a different order you get different cutscenes or you encounter characters in different areas at different points in the story i think like stuff like that they should definitely keep and then obviously as i said before uh multiple endings that are uh you know either canon or non-canon i will take all multiple endings uh mine is gonna be real quick uh implement 
splicing in storylines from other RE games, if possible, into RE3. Now, let me explain this. Uh, Remake 1 did this as well, where they kind of talked about stuff in the files with you know uh alexia asked for she's going against like william birkin and she's like birkin's like sort of jealous so they talk about that in the files and also they talk about experimenting on lisa trevor where she has the nemesis parasite and that leads up to nemesis actually showing up in a later game it's like holy shit so maybe they could put those lore details from other games that happen or sort of make these uh how do you say it uh these predecessor viruses that leads to other viruses later in the series in the files and notes yeah exactly so a lot of lore splicing going on i want that in the story mm-hmm. yeah I, I honestly just honestly to me i just like i want to see some more uh expand upon like the scenario storylines i would like to have more playable characters uh like nikolai zenaviv and Mikhail victors mm. um I would, li- I would really like to explore those kind of concepts like including like more backstory too like i would really like to have more backstory that never really got explained in the original so i'd really like capcom to take that more debt kind of uh way for the re3 remake mm-hmm. yeah you know what? maybe also uh kind of expand more like kind of the beginning of the game you know because you gotta remember the t-bar was was kind of like a kind of slow process of being spread throughout the whole raccoon city so maybe we could see like a little portion of the city little by little being explained and how it was infected how it's overrun and how and why the rpd and like you know why they weren't ready to prepare like to fight off all these zombies because remember in the big cutscene in the beginning i mean you, you would think that these guys were kind of aware of what was going on by that time right but yeah they were still overrun by all that crowd of zombies and also like nemesis mentioned um maybe like maybe a better background and also like story when it comes to Nikolai because remember this guy's kind of like a double agent in a way because he's obviously working for the mercenaries and you know with uh Carlos and all that but he also had the other objective of you know trying to get all the data from you know Raccoon City getting rid of certain people just to make sure like you know Umbrella's uh actions were kind of kind of kept safe in a way I I also want to add on that real quick like I would like more emotion in the story from the characters like being led to their demise unwillingly from Nikolai like so he he sets them up there should be more of these dramatic moments where it's like okay this guy obviously died in an explosion planted by Nikolai so there should be like some questioning going on as to what just happened like Carlos says oh this is not a coincidence and he should feel something from that I want more of these character moments that these people know that something is going on something is up they're being set up renegade um hold up no, I can't mention that though because all of us here glared over the most important thing, Brad Vickers' death. No, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god! Oh, you know, that's the thing I really want to know how they're gonna do. Because you know, in two remake, in two remake, no, his corpse is not in the game, which is odd. Yeah. So I'm like, how how they gonna implement that into? Um, Watch re- him die at the bar. Zombie no, bread. No, no, but what about what about this guy's? What if he had his own campaign? They change it up, you know? Yes, that's exactly what that's exactly what I'm saying. Because I'm like, I would, when it comes that, to like other campaigns, like I would really like to play as uh, Brad Vickers' side. The it would survivor. have to be non-canon. Yeah. Because the thing is, yeah, is if it was non-canon, yeah, I would like to see that. Yeah, because they retconned the whole thing, you know? 
Well, actually, this and... has been non-canon though because they could have it um, at the beginning of the game and until he's inevitable with death. You no. Know? Yeah, or you better could say that, but but if if it's something where he he quote unquote survives, then it has to be non-canon. Just given the fact that in later games they pretty much acknowledge that he's dead. And uh, better I mean, yet, we too, see it because uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, better yet, too, like what if they had a scene of Brad Vickers where it's just like okay, when Jill meets him at Bar Blackjacks, uh, when she leaves, like when he tells her, "Hey, Nemesis is coming," like we're gonna die and stuff like that. That's when you see Brad leave the bar, and like, what if that way we actually get to play his scenario, leading up to the point where like he uh, runs into Joe at the RPD before getting killed by Nemesis? You know, we get to see what happened with Brad throughout that time so, before he got killed. So anyway, uh, because we're running short on time, just real, real quick, last question in regards to Resident Evil Two Remake. Certain characters had their roles. Resident Evil Two Remake. Certain characters had their roles expanded on to some degree, and new characters were thrown into the mix. Resident Evil Three had a bunch of dead characters, like UBCS members and stuff like that, and there were other characters we kind of run into, but. Um, we didn't really get a chance to explore their stories. Do you think they should expand on the UP UBCS characters uh, as far as their roles are concerned and maybe throw in some new characters into the scenarios as well? Uh, Honestly, I would say absolutely. I, I would I would really like to see the UBCS like expanded upon and stuff like that. Um, other, otherwise, um, yeah, I, I think that as is, the big focus is just expansion. Um, so... Nemesis, you were going to say something and uh, make it super quick because we're pretty much out of time. Yeah, I was going to say that um, when it comes to like uh, development, I would really like to see new characters uh, being introduced throughout this game. Maybe if they have like their short little aspect, let's say if like Joe Valentine is in Raccoon City and she finds like a random civilian and then, you know, she tries to help him and then later on that they die. So uh, I would like to see I would like to see more expansion of new, like new characters. Um, and if they get killed off later on in the game, I wouldn't mind that. So hopefully there'd be like more interaction with characters that were never introduced in the original that get introduced in the remake. All right, uh, real quick, Ren, what do you think on that? Uh, honestly, I don't have much to say on this one. Like it, we kind of glanced on it earlier that there should be more of these character stories with this fallen team that's like falling apart and more emotion behind them. Uh, I do want to see more of that and I do want to see like maybe they could put character stories behind these people that die in like five seconds in the original which kind of bugged me a little bit when Murphy got blown up and you don't know the character that much before he actually yeah. dies so they could expand on that a little bit more and that's my answer to that one just give him right, some Brandon, more backstory real, real, uh, so. real, real quick Brandon what, what do you think <laughs> <laughs> he posted that uh, NBA Jam GIF of overtime. Uh, I'm sorry, what's the question? So, uh, expansion on other characters, possibly like UBCS characters or just new characters in general, kind of like RE2. Uh, like, like, like we've been saying for the last hour and a half, though, like, yeah, like, you no, know, Nikolai, if it's possible, like, on theory, it should be nice, but on execution, it might not be possible. But hmm. let us see more on the, um, the umbrella, you know. Uh, test subjects, not test subjects, um, uh, bullet sponges, whatever you want to call them, because that's all they are, just, you know, victims in Ombud's game. That and, um, you know, see more, a little bit more of Brad, because you barely see him throughout in Resident Evil, um, to be quite honest, because he's just a helicopter guy, and then he dies. Yeah. 
Uh, and then last but not least, uh, Deva, what, what do you think of, uh, yeah, just piggybacking off of what you just said, maybe more of Brad and, um, somebody mentioned that, you know, how like in the bar scene, he mentioned to Jill that there's this monster chasing after them. Maybe kind of expand on how he knew about Nemesis before he even met up with Jill at that point. You know what I mean? So, and like, obviously he interacted with Nemesis to some capacity. So maybe have a cut scene before that, or have a gameplay where we actually see Nemesis before that. So, Alrighty, well, um, that was definitely something of a podcast today. So uh, we're going to do some outros really quick. Uh, Brandon, where can we find you, sir? Not your goddamn business. <laughs> <laughs> and then... You found me on... <laughs> okay, serious answer. <laughs> oh, you found me on Twitter at Immortal Brandle. Yeah, and that's it. And go, okay. go away. Alrighty, David, where can we find you, sir? Well, you can find me. Uh, I actually have a YouTube channel. I mean, I cover mostly Resident Evil and some Last of Us. So if you guys want to just check it out, it's Hey Deva, H E Y D E V U H, and on Twitter and Instagram. Just, you know, exact same Hey Deva, and that's it. Mm. Uh, Nemesis, where can we find you, sir? Uh, I'm not really a social media kind of guy, but I do have to find me on YouTube at Nemesis, basic stuff. So, um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. Um, but I want to say thank you guys for uh, letting me join your podcast tonight. Yeah, I really had fun, and uh, it's been an honor. Yeah, thank you, thank and you guys. Lastly, we have Ren. Where can we find you, sir? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at RenOperative underscore. You can find me on YouTube at Renegade Operative. Um, I really didn't. I uploaded some stuff on DMC. I uploaded some stuff on. Uh, what was the last thing? Superman. So if you like comics, Urban if you like, Rain. yeah, Urban Rain. If you like just <laughs> anything, I, I I'll play it. I'll play any fucking thing on my channel and talk about it. So you can find me there. Play Wave the Samurai Three. I want I want to see you review that shit. I I have I have to beat Dead Rising, so I have no idea when. Hopefully soon. Anyway, uh, you all can find me on or as Biodevil underscore Dumb on YouTube, Twitter, on rare occasions Twitch. Uh, and here on the Infinite Ammo Syndicate podcast channel. Uh, anyway, this has been a great podcast. Hopefully we'll see you on some other discussions. Uh, I don't know what we have coming up, but I do know that I'll be working with uh, Captain Chaos to work on a uh, Shenmue discussion, episodic discussion. So hopefully we'll see you then. So uh, see ya. Dom's on overtime. Kill him. Fuck. <laughs> see you guys. See you guys later.